Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. The San Diego Asian Film Festival's Spring Showcase is now underway. The festival features 15 films across many genres, and it's taking place at Ultrastar Cinema's Mission Valley through April 18th. Brian Hu is the artistic director at Pacific Arts Movement, which puts on the festival. Brian, thank you so much for making time. I know that you're probably running around like crazy right now with the Spring Showcase underway, but tell me about it. What do you have in store this year? Well, first of all, it's our first in-person Spring Showcase since 2019. And um, I mean, some of our staff has, have never been part of an in-person Spring Showcase, maybe some of our audience as well. And so our Spring Showcase is a little bit different than our big film festival. Our big festival is so enormous that we have like four or five movies going on at one time. And so we really get to do like a bunch of weird stuff <laughs> while we're at it. The Spring Showcase is less weird, but it also <laughs> means it's like every movie is for everybody. And I really program it with that spirit in mind. Like, let's all just watch the same movie at the same time. I know it's going to be a good one. Like, I know it's going to be a home run. And let's just laugh and cry and, and cheer together. Um, and and so that, that's the spirit behind the Spring Showcase. And I feel like we've got we've got the hits and we've got the, the classics to, to sustain that kind of energy. Well, so tell me about some of your programming. What uh, what did you select? Um, well, I'm I'm a proud proud of a lot of it. Um, I'm I'm quite excited that on Sunday we're dedicating an entire day to the filmmaker Kinuyo Tanaka, um, who in the 1950s and 60s was one of the few women directing films anywhere in the world. Um, and not just like making independent films and documentaries, which that existed, but she was making mainstream studio films. And even today, it's like it's pretty unheard of that even in Japan, that there are women directors making mainstream films. Um, so she was way ahead of her time. And not only that, her films are they, they should be bona fide classics. Like I, I, a movie like Forever Woman, which is it just like brought tears to my eyes when I at the end of this film. It's like, it's just this stone cold masterpiece of melodrama um, as, as, as great as like any kind of uh, Mizuguchi and Kurosawa film of that period. Um, so to be able to, to show four of her films uh, in new restorations in one sitting, uh, like throughout an entire day to really immerse ourselves in this hidden history. Um, is is a real honor. And we're gonna be bringing out Professor Daisuke Miao of UCSD, who is one of the foremost experts of Japanese cinema to introduce the first film. So that's something I'm very excited about. Yeah, that's amazing. How do you get access to things like that? So when the lineup came out, I got on YouTube and I think I searched like every single title and not all of these films actually have trailers that are actually widely available. How do you find them? Well, um, a lot of these are brand new films that perhaps they don't have a trailer yet because they haven't had time to cut one yet. <laughs> like, like, we have two films um, that just world premiered at Sundance just um, like a couple months ago, three months ago. Um, and so they're still figuring out their own distribution plans. So films like Micah and our closing film, Free Chosu Lee, um, which is, is gonna make a splash later this year when it finally gets, when it, when it does get um, released in theaters and online. Um, you, oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, so a lot of it is, you know, there's just brand new films that haven't had that kind of that that, that kind of marketing created yet. Um, some of it is just like these are films that may be known in their home countries, but they never they haven't really thought about there being an international audience for these films. Most international audiences for foreign for quote unquote like foreign films are like are art house audiences, um, and that's a big part of our audience too. 
but that's such a tiny sliver of what gets made in Asia. Like people in Asia don't just watch art films. Um, they watch like rom-coms and action <laughs> movies. Um, and so a lot of these filmmakers, like they, they never thought to make the English trailer for <laughs> these movies um, because, because really film festivals don't, don't cater to, to that either, like just entertainment movies. And our spring showcase is, is where entertainment from Asia comes to the US. Mm. Will you talk a little more about the closing night film? Yeah, Free Chosu Lee is about a um, Korean American immigrant who, you know, lived in Chinatown in San Francisco. He's from Korea. Um, I mean, like, like probably hung out with, with some probably shady people. Uh, regardless, um, there was a murder in Chinatown, and they somebody said picked him out on a. Um, uh, um, what was it called? Like the, um, the, what's it called? Like the line, like the, um, anyways, it's, it's, some, some witnesses claim that he was the murderer. He was like, mm. I was nowhere near this. And it just became a classic example of all Asians look alike. And some tourist in Chinatown said it was him. So he got convicted of murder. And I know in the 1970s, it's sort of like, well, what, what is he going to do about it? Well, what was able to happen was 1970s, um, we have this new generation of students and activists who are who, who are starting to have this sort of Asian American consciousness, realizing that maybe like what's happening with Chosu Lee is a matter of racial discrimination um, or, or like institutionalized racism. And so you have all these folks from all over the country and not just Korean American, yeah, like Japanese Americans, Chinese Americans, all banding together saying, what happened to Chosu Lee could happen to any of us in a place like the United States. And so it really generated this national movement that we that you can think about as like the planting the seeds for an Asian American political movement. And so the movie is in some ways a story of his life and a story of his case, but it's also the birth of a kind of a, a national politics for Asian Americans. And, and the film also, is, it's, it's so well done. It's like, it's, um, it's told by journalists and journalists are really good uh, <laughs> at, telling, at telling these kinds of like magazine-like backstories and, and thinking about the implications of these stories for, uh, in terms of our histories and our culture and our, and our politics. Awesome, that sounds really powerful. Before I let you go, I just wanna do a quick lightning round for movie recommendations. If you wanna see a family movie, what should you go to? Um, we have a Vietnamese uh, family movie called Micah. Uh, I'm told it's the first feature film ever in Vietnam ever made for kids. Wow. And, and we got it. Amazing. Okay. Uh, if you're into artsy stuff. Um, let's bring up. If you're into artsy, I mean, like the, the Kanuya Tanaka program. Um, these aren't necessarily artsy films, but like they're cinephile movies, right? Like they're mm. for people who like you care about film history there are these classics that you've never heard about and you want to be the first to, to like, to rediscover it. Um, but also to make you like, re for me, like watching these films, I can't think about Japanese film history the same way anymore. So definitely for the cinephile. Those wow. Films. Okay. That's a powerful recommendation. Uh, documentaries. Um, uh, our closing film, Free Chosu Lee, definitely. Um, it's the kind of documentary that, um, any casual fan of the documentary will be imme in, in, immediately gripped by. Um, it's great characters and, um, and, and, and the way that history comes alive. Uh, two more, one comedy. Uh, I love this Korean rom-com called Nothing Serious. I mean, it's called Nothing Serious. <laughs> um, and it just states from the beginning, like, let's, let's just have fun. 
Um, even if, but but of course, this it's a rom com, and sometimes we often think things are casual when in fact it is love. And you know, you can imagine what this film is like. It's very enjoyable. It sounds like a lot of fun. Okay, and finally, if you if somebody has time to only see one movie, what should it be? Oh, um, I would say again, like if you have had time just to watch the movie, it should be Closing Nights, the Closing Night film. Not just because it's such a powerful film, but also because the two filmmakers will be here. And um, it's a kind of movie that you just know there are stories that did not even make the final cut. And mm -hmm. to be able to ask the directors, I think it's gonna be really wonderful. Okay, Brian, anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I think we covered a lot. Thank you so much. 